Welcome to episode 140 of For the Love of Guns. Today, I have the privilege of delving into the intricate world of AK building with none other than Matt, who's the president of Recreator Blanks. Matt's a genuine aficionado of all things AK and brings to the table a wealth of knowledge that transforms metal and wood into pieces of art that are as functional as they are beautiful. Today, we're taking a journey into the heart of AK gunsmithing. Whether you're a seasoned builder or someone who just is starting out like me, this episode is packed with insights that both educate and inspire. There are a few edits that I needed to do on this podcast as Matt was also manning the phones, so we had to take a few pauses, but not too many. Before we talk to Matt, it's time to welcome our sponsors onto the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Ammo Squared. Look, we're going to talk about gun building, so we obviously need ammo. Where else would we buy it but Ammo Squared? We can go online, buy our ammo, and we can keep it at their facility where it's insured. And it's also climate controlled. So that way we don't have our ammo all in one place. And it got a great platform so that you know if you're buying ammo at the right prices. Because they're treating this as an investment, not as just a purchase. Go check out Ammo Squared. I have a link down below. This podcast is also brought to you by Falco Holsters. Falco is my go-to for holsters. I absolutely love the quality of these things. So definitely go check out Falco and use the checkout code Banshee to save yourself 10%. I have a link down below. Now it's time to talk to Matt. Matt, tell me about your love of guns. Sure, guys. This is Matt Durden, uh, president of Recreator Blanks. I'm a tool and die maker. CNC programmer. I program at a level 10 level. Uh, I know everything about AKs and we make some really fine parts over here at Recreator Blanks. Well, it's funny because if people only knew the conversation that we had for, wow, like 20 minutes before we actually started recording, um, it, Matt really knows his stuff there. And it was great catching up with you at SHOT. It's actually the first time we had ever talked was right there at the booth at SHOT. And it, we had a really great conversation. I'm really thankful that you could come on so we could talk about AKs and building AKs. Because for me, I, I like to say, you know, and, and me being the person who has never built an AK, um, it, the difference between building an AK and an AR is kind of like the difference of building like a Palmer 80 and a 1911, right? Uh, you, as, you assemble a Glock, you build a 1911. You assemble an AR, you build an AK. And that's kind of what I like to tell people. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fantastic analogy. I, I do like that comparison of the 1911 to the Polymer 80. Uh, and that's one of the things. I, and also, thanks for coming to see us at SHOT Show. That's what I like about SHOT Show is actually just meeting with people and chit-chatting. And, uh, you know, thanks for having us on. So, yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, as far as building an AK, it's a... It's a journey. Your first AK build is going to be a journey. There's there's things that are going to go wrong. You're going to mess up. And sometimes you're not going to care. And other times you're going to go back and rebuild the whole thing. So it just depends on. Well, well, if you mess up in an AK, if you put a scratch on or anything, it, it's not going to matter. It's just battle worn, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess. It depends on the kit. It depends on the kit. You don't want to start on a original barrel 
kit that you've had for 20 years that means something to you. You want to start out on, you know, some kit that's maybe just cobbled together parts that you don't mind making mistakes on. Um, well, it's funny because, like, uh, I love how you're going with that because, like, the the first 1911 I ever built was an 80% 1911, and it was a Sarco kit, right? I mean, it was, like, the cheapest, crappiest kits out there, but it didn't matter because I learned, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you can always upgrade the components later. Yeah, yeah. Um, on an AK, how much can you really upgrade? That that's a, another question. Yeah, there's yeah. there's certain things where you got to kind of build it in ahead of time, otherwise right. it's kind of just tear it all back down. Um, yeah, because AKs are riveted together. They're not like screwed together. They're not pinned together. Yeah. You're you're squishing rivets on these things. Yep. Press, press fit, pinned, rivets. Uh, you got to know what you want and where it's going. And that's that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Let me just put this out here. Yeah. On days when I pick up the phone, more people uh, start calling me. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a perfect well, well, when we're super busy and we do have office help, it, it goes better. But when we're when we're medium busy and we're more focused on outside, cause it's it's hard to just manage a person in the office because yeah. they're just going to be running out asking somebody else the questions anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What weld pattern do I need on? You know, how do you train that? That's that's a it, tough one. You, well, and that's the hard thing because you need a builder to answer those questions, and that's that's one of the things where, like, you know, I get questions on my 1911 videos all the time. Like, this doesn't work. I'm like. Well, okay, that could be like three things. Mm. It's a little hard to troubleshoot over a chat on, you know, on, on my video here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it that's the hard that's the hard part about it because, like, that's probably one thing that has kept me from doing a case because you know I sit there and I go, I start reading about things like what's the difference between a Polish and a Romanian, and you know, and you know, it, it does that even matter? Is there a different I don't want to say footprint, but, you know, a different bolt pattern or, you know, okay, great. Then, well, can I, do I have to decide on if it's going to be a side folder now or an under folder or a fixed stock? And then you start rattling through all these questions and you kind of go through like analysis paralysis at that point. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So, and I'll never, ever tell anybody they're wrong because there's so many different pictures of AKs out there and, and different details where guys will 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 totally geek out about it, and I get it, I get it. So I'll never tell anybody. Well, this detail has to be like this, and this is why we build it like that because they might have found a picture somewhere where it's actually different from that. Yeah, I'll never, and I'll never like it has to be. I'll be like, can you show me the picture, or can we can we go through it? And this is the options we have um, because I want them to build the pro- the project that's going to make them the happiest. I don't want them to build just because somebody said so. I want them to build based on their research and what's going to make them satisfied. And people will wait. They will wait long amounts of time. I I get every year, years, decades. Still haven't done it. Decades. Decades. Yeah. I've had this kit since whenever I've been saving it or I get somebody handed it down or whatever, but it means something to them. And um, I'm like, are you sure this is the first one you want to start on? You know, 
But <laughs> nowadays, a lot of people are sending them to builders, so they're already in good hands, right? But right. they do they do have to get the receivers sorted out and whatever peripheral parts, right? So, so is there? I, I know how we just talked about what you you know build what you want, mm. but for somebody who's just starting, there's like I don't really know what I want. Is there an easier like combination to build than others? There's no, there's nothing easy with AKs other than maybe those builders kits, which are just a built AK minus the furniture and the trigger group. Right. That that's a, that's the only way to get it easy. And unfortunately, there's nothing that's just easy. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get a press. You're gonna have to uh, drill probably through a round barrel that you don't want to drill through with a drill bit, and it's gonna walk. You know, I mean, there's just some ugly things about it that you're going to have to deal with. <laughs> well, it's funny. So you think about this. All right, so we go back to the origins of the AK. Um, you know, Russians are the epitome of just, you know, simplification. But yet mm-hmm. they came out, the The way the gun operates is pretty simple. But to build it is, I mean, it, it's kind of like when you design a gun, it's where do you want the simple part to be? Do you want the simple part here or the simple part there? You know, do I want the simple part in its function or the simple part in its build? And they went with the function, but then the build is obviously a skill that you got to develop. Yeah, to, to rebuild them is definitely harder than to build them from scratch. Um, when we build like a rifle from scratch, it's easily 20 times faster than rebuilding a kit because they start out, their methodology in manufacturing is we're going to start out with a bunch of different classes of fit and we're going to give you some general ideas of what we want the thing to look like when it's done. But you're going to go and fit all this stuff. And then it may have also been repaired and things changed. So yeah. rebuilding a kit is a time-consuming process. But with you know American tooling and brand new parts, you can slam out AKs extremely quick that are totally repeatable. I mean, we can, we can build them fit. I think we can build them in America a lot quicker than they can build them over in Russia for sure. Well, it's funny. Cause I mean, if you think about it, we, and you know, both of us have the same mentality. We want people to build guns. We want you to explore a new hobby, build skills. Um, Cause building a gun, whether it's an AK and 1911 P3, whatever you're building you're going to learn skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, some guns you're going to learn more skills than others on, but you're going to build skills. And that's the greatest thing about this is that we were talking earlier. We're kind of, you know, I feel like we're losing some of these skills and it's great that when we get people building them, we're starting to build those skills back into people. You know, Hey, look, this is not an, there's a reason, there's a reason why um, I built, I built a 1911 before I ever bought one. Um, so, you know, I jumped right into the deep end onto that thing, but it, it's, it built so many skills into me. And that's what I love about AKs. We're now bringing, we have these skills here in the U S we just don't use them. Mm. And we have modern machinery. We have modern tooling. We're not thinking, you know, the old way of doing this stuff, which is why I love seeing AKs being built here. Um, besides ITAR and you know, all the other import regulations and stuff like that, I want to see them built here because then we can 
we can take, I mean, I don't want to say Russia is a second or third world country, but the technology they're using is kind of archaic. So then now we're taking modern machinery that we have here and we're putting them together. And that's what you're talking about is, you know, now we have, you know, we, we have drill, you know, these new drill bits, new drill presses that we can work with. Bruce, you're answering the phone. It's uh, it's bad. They, they must like talk somewhere and be like, "Hey, he's answering the phone." <laughs> there's an AK, there's an AK board somewhere that goes, "Hey, I just got an answer from Matt. Go yeah. now." <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's I'm sure that's what's going on. And I don't like to be. I look if I could just sit in the office and just answer the phone, that's a cake job. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about building this, and it's it's great is that we now have, you know, a gun that we're kind of modernizing the manufacturing process of it right here. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. They fit I, I better. There are, there were, we, we, I think we, ex, as a consumer, we expect more quality out of it. Yeah, I mean, you, you should have, uh, no gun should be, no country should have better, any gun ever than America. We should... <laughs> We should absolutely, we have the biggest customer base in the world for firearms. We should absolutely have the best firearms, period. There should be no country that ever competes with us. But to, to worldwide, the AK is used in huge numbers. This is, and this is what I think we should really modernize on. This is kind of your perfect crossover for AR-15 guys and AK guys, you know, you got so much usability by just having a rail system. Yep. And now you've got, you know, nothing really holds you back. That's what I love about my my ARs is I can just throw anything I want on it. I mean, that's the funny thing with an AR. We can put so much on an AR that the AR almost becomes unusable because <laughs> we got all these attachment points. I mean, I swear there's probably somebody out there trying to figure out how to attach a cappuccino machine to one of the damn things. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. You know, Battlefield Cappuccino, I guess, you know, hey, uh, just yeah. use the, the batteries off your flashlight to cook it up. Yeah. But and that's the thing is like, you know, I look at my my first AK, which I did a whole video on, like the the, the gun that made me hate AKs. Uh, I told you about this offline. It was my Mahdi. Mm. Um, I bought back in the 90s. Had a canted barrel. Um, the quality of that thing was not great which jaded me against the AK, right? I mean, I've already liked the AR, but I was that guy in boards that everyone hated because I liked my SKS better than my AK. And I was like, that's like sacrilegion right there, right? <laughs> um, but if you, owned, if you owned my SKS and my AK, you would understand where I came up with that. But man, I got slaughtered on boards over that. But then we go forward, you know, my second AK was a Palmetto GF3. Mm. And that was like light years ahead of my Mahdi. And I'm like, well, shit, this is the A this is what I expected an AK to be. And you know, now with Magpul putting furniture out where we have, you know, M lock, I mean, this the AK is really becoming a modern, you know, it's coming into the modern age now. Yeah, I, you know, and we learned a lot. Uh, we only start recently started selling firearms within maybe the last year and a half. Uh, we always just were a parts company. Mm -hmm. So we found out that a lot of these uh, 
the things that you get beat up on, right, are the accuracy and fitment of different things. The American customer wants a totally jiggle-free firearm. AKs are not generally jiggle-free. I mean, they they are actually built to, you know, there's going to be loose gas tubes and, and different things that are, some things are too tight sometimes and other things are too loose. And then, and also the accuracy is a, is a big deal. And, and often it's kind of shooter dependent because you're like, like you'll get complaints from time to time and you're like, well, all right, well, let's take a look at it. And we take a look and we're like, there's nothing wrong with this gun. We're, we're, yeah. we're, pinging, we're pinging steel at 200 yards with the irons all day. What's the problem? Oh no, I have to cant it out more. And also the canting, the canting is, it's a normal thing on AKs. It's, you will have to cant it. You could let, line that thing up perfect with a laser. What? And you may, it, how it comes out of the barrel, it's just going to have, you're just going to have to tilt that. To well, side. that's the thing is like, even with my Mahdi, you know, after I got used to my GF3, I got interested, you know, I, I started getting more interested in my Mahdi. And <clears throat> yeah, I pushed that front sight all the way over mm-hmm. to deal with that can't. It's it's still it's still pretty damn accurate. Um, it it it's goes bang. It just for me, it's just it, it, it's just an irritant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's like oh, that front sight is, but it it works. I mean, that was like uh, I know I just I just made the 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 thing where it's you know the the AR fifteen is to the Glock as the you know nineteen eleven is the AK building wise, but when you talk about reliability, it kind of reverses at that point. You know, the Glock has not a lot of parts. And I mean, uh, I used to have one here um, a couple hours ago. I did. Um, Glocks are not necessarily the tightest gun out there. Right. I mean, they have the the um, they have unsupported chambers and their feed reliably and stuff like that. They're designed to go bang. Mm. AK is the same thing. They're they're not the most, you know, highly machined pieces of, of you know firearms but they'll go bang every time i mean how many times did we hear um you know people going over to afghanistan and and iraq where clean the the process of cleaning an ak was taking boot laces putting in a motor oil and running it through the barrel it's good enough it yeah. worked i mean and I don't even clean my case. I got thousands of rounds through <laughs> some AKs. I don't clean them. I don't. Did you, did you I'll go to, and I'll go to classes and stuff and I'll hang out. And then, you know, mostly everybody has ARs because AR is the thing, right? But, yep. and then they'll be like, hey, do you want to stay for the, the cleaning class after? Oh, no, you AK guys, you, you guys can get out of here. <laughs> go, wait, staying for no cleaning class. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to be so anal about cleaning an AK. Like if there was any little bit of carbon on that, on that piston, man, I'm like scrubbing it. Scrub it. I don't care anymore. It's yeah. it's going to run. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yeah, I... it, it's good enough. You know, it goes back to the thing it, it, that that's good enough. It'll run. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing that people don't need perfect pinpoint accuracy as much as they need it to work when they need it to work. Yeah. And AK is very accurate. It is very accurate. Maybe not as accurate as AR-15, but it's pretty darn accurate. Well, I mean, you have you have a gun that was designed for a specific purpose. I mean, the AK was designed by a tank commander from World War II. 
<laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy's just the guy's loading shells into a tank. I mean, <laughs> the tank tanks in World War II were not that accurate. I mean, they were accurate enough, but they weren't like you know they weren't like you know the modern M1 Abrams. Um, you know, we come out of that, and it's just it does it for me. It's like the perfect platform for what it was designed for. So, and look, I got people that'll tell me that's not really how it happened. He was, you know, and I actually, I just watched the most boring movie ever that Netflix made on Mikolaj Lishnikov. It was so bad. It was so boring. Uh, the acting was really, it, it was just terrible. But whether it really was that beautiful piece of propaganda on, you know, the guy's recovering in the hospital and he's going to come yeah. up with this thing. Or if they had help from the Germans and or whatever, right? It, there's a lot that's going on. With this. Somehow it's just the perfect rifle to me. To me, it's just kind of the perfect rifle. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's uh, you know when I, I I compete in pistols. For me, I need I, I'm a, what I what I like to call a practical, not a practical. Well, I am a practical shooter, but uh, for my gun, I'm a very practical person. Like. I can appreciate the tight tolerances of a Kimber. Mm. It's beautiful. I love the tight tolerances of it. But how many, you know, USPSA matches that I go through and I'm watching the Kimber guys get about a third to halfway through and they're cleaning their guns mm. um, because they're, because they're starting to jam up because of those tight tolerances. For me, you know, I originally started shooting with Glocks and like, I just don't worry about that. I mean, I originally started off shooting GSSF. I mean, that's how I got into it. Is I was 21. I bought a Glock. Inside the Tupperware was this thing about GSSF. I'm like, what's that? Started shooting it. Um, at the matches, they have armors there. And I started having problems. You know, I was shooting for a year or two. Started having problems with my Glock. And I took it to the armor. And and um, he's looking at it. I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, it's, it's, it's jamming, which is not a Glock thing. And he goes... He, he, he takes my gun apart. He looks at it. He goes, you're overcleaning your gun. I'm like, what do you mean I'm overcleaning my gun? He goes, you're overcleaning your gun. Mm. He goes, you got your cleaning kit here? I'm like, yeah, it's out in the car. He goes, bring it. I goes, I'm going to show you how to clean your gun with whatever you got. And it was amazing how simple it was, right? Oh. Um, and that's where I like, you know, so that's where I really learned about, you know, the practicality. I want something to go bang every time. Um, that's why you won't, Hey, if someone gives me a Kimber, thanks. This is a great gun. It's going to be a safe queen. <laughs> it's not going to be what I'm going to carry on my hip. Um, you know, I mean, how many times have we heard of people going out in, into the desert in Iraq and Afghanistan, open up an AK, throw a handful of sand in it, chamber around and the thing goes off. I don't yeah. think I could pull that off with one of my ARs. <laughs> no. <laughs> You can't even take a, a new AR to the range without pouring a ton of oil on it and have it not jam. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And a, AR is a great design. It, it's an amazing design. It is. Uh, it's It's got its... We're not going to lie. Stoner came out with a great design with it. It has problems. Mm. But, you know, through, you know... We, we we keep changing the platform, and then now we have gas pistons and stuff like that to try to come overcome some of those things. Yeah. The thing is, is that the basic design of an AK 
really hasn't changed. Mm. And it's still as, as reliable as it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, going back to building, um, so we have blanks, right? So, I mean, you recreate our blanks. So is there a difference with the, with your blanks between a Yugoslavian or anything, or are they just really the same blank? Well, Yugoslavian, uh, Yugoslavian in general, they're a heavier receiver. Uh, so okay. there's a lot of differences on that, that particular variation there. There's a lot of detail differences between the AKM, the thinner, the thinner ones. Um, mm -hmm. But they're pretty much aesthetic between Russian, Polish, Hungary, uh the romania i mean they're they're mostly just aesthetic differences okay. um we kind of build the receiver blanks to be right where you want them for for most parts kits there's there's not a lot of changing you need to do with it uh okay. when you know when we started out the the receiver blanks were the approval we had we didn't deviate from it at all you know, so we the first receiver blank um, approval was like this. It didn't have rails. It didn't have anything going on. So they were all just kind of same. But that was years ago. Since then, we've got another we had gotten other approvals, and we were able to do all kinds of stuff. Add the rails, add the center support. You know, I think I think we didn't even have uh, trigger art holds on the the original receiver blanks. That there was just the magwell cut out. The trigger pocket and the pistol grip hole on the bottom. That was it. There was no no magazine, um, no mag catch holes or anything. So so basically, so it's it's really kind of easier now than it used to be to build these things. Yeah, yeah. So it's really just kind of picking a style, you know, right, right? Whatever you want the aesthetics to be, mm. and then going to town on it. Um, yeah, yes or no? <laughs> I, I would say, I would say it's probably easier to make it into a, to, to do a good job on turning it into a, a finished receiver than it is to actually build an AK. Okay. To actually build an AK is a lot harder than, um, finishing the work to turn it into a, a what's considered a completed receiver, you know? Okay. You could, you could probably teach somebody to, to finish at 80% a lot quicker than you could teach somebody to actually build an AK with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with, uh, with doing this, if we're going to build, let's just say, I'm going to, I'm going to start an 80% project, which I'm really kind of just picking your brain because I'm going to, eventually I'm going to do this one day. Um, so when we, we start looking at our stock options, we have under folders, side folders and fixed stock. Mm. Now, is that rear? Uh, I, uh, I'm going to screw up the terminology. That's the rear trunnion, trunnion right? Yeah. yeah. So, is that a different rear trunnion for each one of those stocks? Yeah, typically, uh, fixed stock is the easiest. You'll just have two holes to add to, to put a fixed stock trunnion in there. Okay. I would say my fav my personal favorite is to build it with a side folder rear trunnion. Okay. And then put a brace on it because you can now, right? You can use, you can have a brace now. Or if, you, if you're building a rifle length, you're already ready to go. You can put a nice side folder on there. There's a lot of new attachment options for uh, fixed stock rear trunnions. 
Um, but they kind of look butt ugly. If you already have a receiver that is a side folder receiver, uh, that's kind of a win because those cuts are super hard to make. You could you could really turn any fixed stock receiver into a side folder, but it's a it's they're tough cuts to make on sheet steel and make them nice. Okay, yeah. so so when you're going to build an AK, you really you want to kind of build it from the back forward then, right? Go figure out what your stock option you're going to go with and then go with the appropriate receiver from there, right? Yeah. I mean, well, definitely. Yeah, you can start from the back, but you want to have the whole picture in mind. Okay. Oh, my God. How is my phone even ringing? I'm sorry, Jason. I That's okay. How is that even ringing? Give me a second. <laughs> I'm a wanted man. <laughs> that happens when you're good at what you do. Hey, as long as we're not here, like pounding at the door and get on the ground coming through, it's all good, right? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> See, what it is is they, they know that we're recording, talking about you know, you know, YouTube's so, outside. They're like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 stop, stop them from talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> Bill Gates is here to buy them out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, we were talking about the stock. So, you know, really, you you really do want to, you know, like you were saying, have the whole picture. Um, but in that picture is you really want to make sure you got your stock option set when you yeah. buy that receiver. If yeah. you're kind of between two options, really kind of just choose one and go with it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So from there, I mean, really, is there much of a difference? in the rest of building an AK? Well, there's, there's definitely different schools of thought. Um, what, what I like to do when I'm building a new gun is I'll populate the entire barrel first, right? So I'll put the rear sight block on, I'll put the, the lower handguard, the gas block, the front sight, I'll populate all that stuff, make it perfectly straight ahead of putting it into the, the populated receiver which has the trunnions riveted in place. Now that's not probably your best option when you're dealing with a, uh, a kit rebuild okay. where you might have to make different, where the top cover might be shorter, where you might have to push, push the rear sight block back a little bit further to make that top cover fit. I mean, there, there's just a lot of different ways that the, the original gun might've been different. Right. So, so, so in all, don't buy a kit, buy all your parts and put it together as a new, as a new gun. Cause no, 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 no. You, you're going to learn more on the parts kit build. And it's also going to be, you're never going to get that parts kit again, kind of thing. Whereas the American stuff, the American stuff is going to take over. Absolutely. Okay. And then people are going to wonder why they struggled so much with, with their import stuff. I mean, it, I used to be crazy for the import stuff. I, I, I'm not crazy for it. I have certain ones that I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep this one forever kind of thing. But like the new stuff is just better and it's just easier to work with. So I get it. But, but so it's funny because as you're talking, the, like the, the inner gunsmith in me is just sitting there. It's just screaming. Thank God you never had an AK come across your bench. <laughs> no you learn to love it you learn to love it but you got to have the right tools yeah 
which which is so talk a little bit about these tools because i mean these yeah we were already talked about pressing and rivets if we're talking about a and we talked offline that this is like an ever a never-ending list that just keeps changing oh yeah right now (laughs) if i was if i was looking at building an ak i mean what what type of tools am i looking for so just for like a, a home gunsmith build where you're just doing it for yourself kind of thing you're going to need a good drill press okay and that that doesn't mean a, a new drill press it probably means an old american made drill press that doesn't have a lot of spindle run out or better yet if you're you know a heavy duty hobbyist and you can get a bridge port or some yeah. sort of mill something on that level that's going to help you a lot cuz um, that's it's funny because uh what we'd like to say is mills make Excellent drill presses. Drill presses make really crappy mills. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They got no, they got no mass behind them. There's no. So, um, I mean, the the mill's going to help you in a ton of ways. You're going to be, it's going to be heavy. You're going to be able to put end mill, little end mills in there, or medium sized end mills. You're going to be drilling holes with them, where a drill bit's just going to walk on you. Even mm-hmm. a, a drill press is going to walk on you too. Things will be shaking yep. all over the place. I don't like drill presses at all. Um, you know, it's funny. I have a I have a drill press, and you know, if I knew now, when I knew back then, when I got that drill press, mm-hmm. it would have been a mill. Yeah, yeah. It would have been mill. Yeah, but you you don't have to have to have a mill to work on an AK, but you do got to have a, a good drill press. I mean, I've seen guys do stuff with a hand drill, you know, a DeWalt hand drill. Real me, you know. Yeah, that's that's can get it done, but is it gonna be really good? Well, you know, it's funny. So, like for me, uh, you know, I teach the P three twenty build classes, and people ask me, like, okay, can I do this? What can I drill this nine millimeter hole with it? With you know, my hand drill? I'm like, no. Just, just don't do it. Just don't yeah. do it. That's probably um, the better answer. Yeah, just 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 go get a drill press. Um you could you probably could you not really. Yeah. So uh what recreators done kind of recently is we've kind of just taken a lot of these tool designs that we've had and we've made them uh scalable so that and affordable so that you can get them and you can rivet. And you can press different things, and it's going to help you a lot. Um, but I think one, of the, and I don't know how to solve this other than tell people get a, a really good quality drill press. Is when you're going back to match these parts on the on the barrel, you're just uh, they're they're going to have to be oversized. They're, you're just going to have to oversize them. The the drill bit's going to walk, and that's that's kind of why I'm like a proponent more of the brand new parts is. You're not trying to match an old hole that you're never going to match anyway. On brand right. new parts, you drill the hole the first time. It's done. And that's it. It's going to be right. But when you're trying to match the old stuff, it just doesn't work when you're going around a round surface of a barrel. It's just not happening. So I'm going to bring I'm going to bring your website up real quick. Because um, as you were talking, uh, you, you were talking about tools. And you have lots of tools out here on your web page. And for everybody watching or listening, uh, there'll be a link down below in the description to get to Recreator Blanks. Hopefully that doesn't piss off the YouTube gods. Um, 
but anyways, so you have the tools right here. Um, but I'm trying to think of the tool that you had it shot. Uh, the probably for the side folder. That was I think it cool. was. Because so, you know, I had yeah, this thing. Yeah, there. this is what was there. Mm -hmm. And when I picked this thing up, I swear, you know, it, it you always have that thing of you pick something up and you've expected it to be a certain weight. And that wasn't what I was expecting it to be. That that's like a no BS. You could you could pick somebody up and kill somebody with that tool. Um <laughs> I mean, that thing's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh so that is just a what it has to be. I mean, AK building tools need to be tough. I mean, there there's just no way around it. If you got to reach down all the way to that bottom rivet on a side folder, it's got to be a significant piece of metal. Yep. To support that. To squash a rivet that size, you need five tons of force. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a little beyond just the cheater bar at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hydraulic press is no problem. Yeah. I, you know, get get a 20 ton press when you go start doing your AK building, you'll be fine. You you do and you'll use all of a 20 ton press on the on the four mag catch rivets doing them at the same time. So you're gonna use all of that 20 tons of force to squish four rivets at the same time. That's basically the max that press can do. So so 20 pound press is our minimum at that point. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I wouldn't get okay. less than a point on. Cool. So we have these tools that you guys have created, which, you know, you have out here. Oh, there's a, I'm not even showing it and I'm flipping around on the wrong page. Uh, it's the second Monday of the week. Um, let me go back out here to, um, uh, we'll come back where, here it is. Okay. Building tools. So we have uh, your barrel tool. So now for anybody out there that doesn't know the difference between a 74 and a 47, 47 is a 7.62 and the 74 is the 5.45, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a difference of a, of a 30 caliber and 22 caliber bullet. Mm -hmm. um, so you definitely want to make sure you don't mix that up when you're ordering your parts. Um, yeah, you have your your installation tools, your front trunnion support tool. I mean, these are these are things that you guys have come up and and said, hey, there's a problem. This is a tool to fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so initially we were like, like, why would we even sell these tools, right? Like, why would we do it? If you could just have all these tools and build an AK building company, why even sell them? But our whole thing's always been, Let's get more people building. Let's get it back to the old days. I think I think we can get back there at some point. I hope we can anyway. You know, yeah, I no. do too. I do too. Because, I mean, you know, it, it's so funny. For everybody in the, in the audience that's either listening or watching this going, I don't know about building an AK because this sounds really tough. That's the exact reason why you'd want to build it. I mean, that's why I jumped into 1911s first. I, I'm going to go, I watched you know, I read so many posts and talk about and people talking about this stuff, watching videos, people like this is, this is hard. I'm like, that's why you do it. Cause yeah. you know, for me going from, you know, I went from a 1911 to a polymer 80 to a P320. I had that P320. I'm like, this, 
this is nothing. I've got this. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, the challenge, put it to the challenge of when you build your own gun, trust me, you get a lot of sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, I was telling Matt offline earlier and, and the audience probably knows this. I do cybersecurity for a day job. I don't build things with my hands. I build things with my head. And, you know, with technology changing so fast, three or four years, whatever I built is gone. But I still have a 1911 that I built, you know, my first 1911 that I built. I have all these things that I have pride in that. Um, so the, building things is it's a huge sense of accomplishment. And it's something um, I think people are lacking now, right? I mean, oh, yeah. they're, they're just going through their life. I mean, for me, working on guns, I mean, there, there's there's two places. There, I say in, in firearms, I have two places that are my happy places right behind me you know, on my bench and on the firing line. When I'm at those two places doing work, the rest of the world disappears to me. It's, it's my time to just be in the moment. And I, it's hard to explain that to people, but that's what you get when you're building a firearm. I mean, yeah, not only, I mean, guys have certain hobbies, right? Like you might be in, and they'll, they'll change, right? I might be into working on my car one week or, or usually it doesn't last a week. Usually I'll, I'll get into some hobby and it'll stick with me for a few months and I'll dump a ton of money into this truck project or that, whatever, boat, or who knows, right? The gun is the same way. It's a hobby where you always have a home in it. Once, you, once you've built an AK... And it's a really good project. It's it's a one gun building project where you really get to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It would be different if it was just dremel this out and it's done. It, it wouldn't be the same. It would, who would care? It'd be nothing to brag about, right? Uh, but yeah. so, to actually build the thing is a significant accomplishment. And you, and you get to do real gunsmithing work. I have gunsmiths that come in and they tell me, Shit, I, I have no use for, I, I have no interest in doing this gun or that gun. But the AK, shit, everybody in my class wanted to do an AK because we got to we got to use the mill. We got to use, yeah. we had to build this tool. We had to figure this out. So it, it's, a, it's yeah. a good project. It's funny. I like what you're talking about with cars. Um, I won't mention the name online because they don't like being associated with 80% content. Um, but there was there there's a tool company that I talked to at shot. Um, and I've talked to them before shot and stuff like that. And you know, I know I know these people over there. And you know, I, I asked them one time about you know how they come up with designs. You know, there's some things for gunsmithing tools that they've come up with. I'm like, you guys really thought outside the box with this. How did you come up with this design? And they go, oh yeah, it's the the, the tool designers also work on cars, <laughs> and, and it was the automotive side coming back into the gunsmithing side. Mm. It's still it's still machinery, uh, you know. Yeah. Firearms still a piece of machinery, and um, I'm like, that's that's amazing. Thinking about that, hey, we have another industry that's feeding into this. I mean, if, even if we go back to you know World War II, one of the greatest one of the greatest things about this country was is we could turn on a dime and start cranking out guns and tanks and aircraft and stuff like that. 
Um, I mean, you know, if we go back to, you know, the M1 Grand, M1 Carbine, all those rifles, Springfield, IBM, you know, Smith Corona, <laughs> you start hearing, you start hearing these other companies cranking out guns because we had the manufacturing capability and we, a lot of this stuff was not guns. I mean, you have GM making guns. So you have the automotive industry. It's, yeah. it's great to see these other industries feeding into the firearms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, we we made huge mistakes sending all this work to China. It's it's insane. Yeah, uh, and now with electric cars, the car industry is going to be hurt even worse. Uh, well, we're uh, still going, but we're going to friggin' need it. <laughs> uh, uh, there's there, there's some. Um, I, I can tell you, there's some pretty pissed off Montanans up here. In Montana, that about their um, about their Teslas not working when we hit a week of negative. Our highs were in the negative still. Mm, yeah, just, just saying. Yeah, my, my internal combustion engine was still going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my yeah. only my only complaint was it's not that I couldn't go anywhere. It's just too it took too damn long for the heat to kick in. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad to see the combustion engine go. I, I'm not letting it go without a fight. I'm, I'm going to drive mine until I can't no more. I told my wife that the next the next car I'm going to buy is probably going to be a 1970s Dodge. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No microchip, no nothing. and mm-hmm. Or, you know, <clears throat> probably even better is like a 1970s Chevy. Well, like a 305 or 350 in it because there's just parts everywhere for those engines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm gonna internal combustion engine's gonna, gonna hold on to that as long as I can. Probably yeah. about as long as I'm gonna hold on to an AK that I built. Mm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's um, it, it's really cool. And and guys, everybody out there listening to this, I I really, I'm I'm not kidding, man. I've been thinking about building AKs for a long time. Um, eventually I'm going to build one. The, the advantage I have is that I, I now know a lot of people that are, are building them. Um, we'll give a, we'll give a shout out to one of my freedom crew university guys is uh, Babyface P, which Matt obviously knows. Um, uh, I told Babyface P that you were going to be on, you know, we we're going to be recording today. He's like, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a good episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy's got some knowledge locked up in his head that I totally, I mean, if I could do like the, 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 the matrix tap right into his head, mm. that'd be awesome. Yeah. He's, he's definitely clever. Good guy. So, I mean, we have, we have people out there that are building this stuff. It's great. You just, you just gotta be a little ingenious of where you're going to find the content. Um, so, you know, we have these people out there building this. This is not, I mean, we have forums that we can go to to ask questions. Um, and trust me, being a gun builder, we want other people into this thing. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, I like to say there's 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 no stupid question, but there are a lot of inquisitive idiots out there. Um, <laughs> just, just ask the question. It doesn't matter. You just say, hey, look, total noob here, got this question. You might not get an answer. They might point you to another post because mm. everybody's asked the exact same que- question 500 times before you, but you'll get the answer. So it's, it's you know, the gun building communities are very open and welcoming community. We, we want people to do, do, to do building, which is why it was great running into Matt at SHOT 
um, sitting there talking to him. You know, I had honestly, I had never held an AK building tool and I picked that thing up. Like I said, it, that thing's solid. Um, you guys are building solid gear to do this stuff. I mean, now hearing that 20, you know, 20 tons of press pressure is your minimum. Well, yeah, no, no wonder why you got to build this stuff so tight. This is not, you know, some little plastic jig that we can put on and do something with. Mm, yeah. Well, that, that one we looked at that don't put 20 tons on that. You won't, no. you won't break that tool. We've, we've tried to break that tool, but, uh, what I was referring to is the, the the trigger guards, where you have four right. ribs and yeah. squats all at the same time. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, you then the knowledge—it's not a secret anymore how to build an AK. And no. the questions, the answers to the questions that people have have never been better. You know, whereas back in the day, you might have had a bunch of guess guess answers. Yeah, guess guess this. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, yeah, get on the get on the files, get on the, the AK forum, ask or, or wherever, right? And you should have an answer. It's just not a secret anymore. So, but what's funny is, even though it's not a secret, less people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I think I hate to say this, right? But I think the 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 you know, the polymer eighties kind of was the easy is the easy button in building right it's it's cheap to get into a lot of people are building it mm. it's the people like me that are a little a little like hey this is great but i want something new you know i, I yeah. want a challenge in this so this is this is a challenging build i mean but if i think about it the first time i barreled a rifle that was a challenge to me until i had the right yeah. tools you know i have you know barreling an ar is a lot easier than barreling a remington 700 but I can I can barrel a Remington 700. I can barrel an M1 Grand. I can, you know, once you get that initial knowledge, you're just building on it, right? So get in there, build your first AK, and then I know I know once I build my first AK, there's going to be a ton of them afterwards. Oh yeah, then you got no limits. Anything you want. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got new projects all the time. So in the AK world. <laughs> like and I'm, you'd think I'd be sick of it. Sometimes you know, I mean, mechanics, wives, cars run like shit, right? Because they work on the same thing all the time. They just yeah. don't care anymore. It's the shoemaker shoe story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. Sometimes you have phases. You have phases. Like sometimes you go through the motions. Other times you're like, oh damn, yeah, that oh, I'm gonna do that one up. So yeah, no, I, I get it. It's um like. I, I have phases of projects that I'm like, that would be cool. And then it's gone by the wayside and then mm. come back going, why did I not do this? And then two years later, I asked, why did I not do that? I still ask the same question. I got, I got to eventually do this. Um, and there's no better time than now to do it. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. There's, there's a build that I've been wanting to do <clears throat> for years. It's a, it's a, it's an 80% SIG 229. Mm. Totally want to do it. I have all the tools to do it, but yet I've yet to do it. Don't know why. Um, the advantage is, is that the tools uh, to do it were, there are slight um, changes to tools I already have to do the 1911s. 
Okay. Um, when I bought my tools to do in 1911, I knew eventually I'm going to do a, a, you know, either a SIG 220 or a 229, uh, not 229, 226. Um, I knew that. So I bought the, you know, the shims and stuff for that tool. I still have yet to do it and I got to do it. Um, because I know how to do I know how to do SIGs. Uh, I, I the the classic series SIGs are not they're not hard. Um, but yeah, no, do it. You know, don't don't waste your time. Just just get in and do it. You know, Matt. One question I had for you here as we as we start kind of wrapping up. What's like the one question you hear all the time on AK building? You know, what, like that one thing that people just is like confuses the hell out of them. I think a lot of people want to know which receiver to use um, and what, you know, how come, you know, what are the details that the, the receiver should have? And funny, my uh, first question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, and you weren't the first one today. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the phone ringing. <laughs> I've, I've had a few questions like that today. Um, and what Recreator kind of did was, and this was back a couple of years ago. Now there, there was a few companies and there was a lot of different options. You could, you could build a Chinese receiver with a Yugo rear trunnion and have this kind of notch and that, you know, make it a 74 if you want. Like it just didn't even make sense to have so many options. So we finally just said, look, these are the kits that are out there. These are the, the kinds of receivers that you should be ordering. We'll still build you anything you want, but we made it easier on the website. If you can find a kit for it, generally we have a receiver blank for it that's already got all the correct details. So it was a little confusing in the beginning because people were like, well, what's the spot weld pattern? What's the What kind of notches do I... And like, I'm like, dude, it's already got everything that you should want for that. Yeah. But if, if you have some preference where you need something special, show me the picture. We'll make it. We'll make it and we'll make a new model. And then uh, I'll be right in the world again. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Matt, how did people get a hold of you? Well, you, obviously, we have the the Recreator Blanks website, which I'll have down below. Um, you also have a bunch of socials as well. Yeah, so uh, pretty active on Instagram, a little bit, not so much on Facebook, but there as well. Um, we have a, a, a number you can text, which is kind of a, a pretty good solution because uh that's just one that you can kind of look at at any time and get back to people there's a there's a couple of different cell phone number uh, there's a cell phone number you can call and then there's a, a landline and then i think the support at recreatorblanks.com is also a good email for us awesome awesome so like at the end here i like to kind of loosen up because we talked about a lot of heavy stuff we talk about a lot of heavy stuff in this podcast and uh, i like to loosen up at the end with a speed round so it's going to be four this or that questions mm -hmm. and then uh, a thinking question. Now I say speed round because sometimes the speed round adds, I don't know, like 20 minutes to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but we just start talking and then suddenly uh, the 20 minutes goes by. So I'm going to run you through the this or that questions. Mm -hmm. So AK-74 or AK-47? AK-47. Oh, you're going for the going for the classic. Yeah. Yeah, I like a, I like a big heavy round. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable to shoot for us soft Americans, but uh <laughs> I, I like having a big hard yeah, there's, hit. 
there's just some well, that's like the same thing for me with ARs is you know, I, I like the AR fifteen, but I love my my three oh eights. Yeah, it's just yeah, I, I get it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Pistol or rifle? I kind of like rifles better. Okay. Yeah. So let's see here. Pump action or break open action for shotguns? Pump action. Okay. Uh, let's see here. How about um, 1911 or a Glock? 1911. I, I kind of figured you would lean that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for your thinking question, I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory. And inside this armory has anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be anything from Dennis and Menace's slingshot to the deck gun off the uh, Missouri. Mm. And it's been cleared by every possible government agency in the world that you get to walk away with one thing. What are you taking out? Dishka. Oh, you didn't even think about that one. Yeah, no, because I've been thinking about that. That's my next project. Right <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be fun. Yeah, that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, so why the disco? What, what's what's your draw to that? I mean, they're they're rare. Uh, they're they're big. They're powerful. They they're cool. They. I just I just like the non-standard stuff. So. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's yeah, I I love that. I'll, I'll tell you, that's the first time I've I've heard of a dishka coming <laughs> through that question. Um, now I like the I like the things because I have I've had anybody come up with um, the the Gal Eight, which is the Gatling gun on the front of the A10 Warthog. Mm. Um, somebody was somebody was driving off with an M1 Abrams because they like the main gun tank, so they figured they need, uh, I yeah, need that to was, that was M1 kind of Abrams maybe like a second in my in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so funny. I've had, um, and I think one of the one of the most interesting choices. Uh, I had Gabby Franco on last year. She chose the old time Gatling guns with the crank. <laughs> I'm like, that is something I totally did not expect her to. You know, you know usually you kind of figure it out. Like she pictured herself running that thing before she yeah. answered that question. <laughs> exactly. I, I think she just went. That would be really cool to have a Gatling yeah. gun. Um, no, it's cool. I, I really, I, I like the idea of the dish cup because yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of the same way. I want something just nobody else has. Right. I, I mean, I mean, I, I could see myself just like putting in the back of my pickup, just shutting yep. that thing, you know, that's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, bolt this thing down and go. Yeah. So. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. I uh, really appreciate the time you spent with me at SHOT and again today. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a great pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming yeah. out. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. This, this, this has been excellent. I appreciate it. I, I got a feeling this is probably not going to be your only time on this show. I can see I can see we're going to get into something new is going to come out and be like, hey, Matt, you, you, you up for this? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we plan to bring out a lot, uh, and, let, and we'll we'll hook you up. We'll show you. We'll help you out with anything you need on this uh, AK builds you're about to do. Awesome. All right, Matt. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Jason. What a great deep dive into the world of DIY gunsmithing with Matt. We've journeyed through the nitty gritty of AK building, discussed the nuances of choosing the right tools, and the satisfaction that comes from building something with your own hands. A huge thank you for Matt for sharing his expertise and to you, the audience, for joining us on this exploration of DIY AK. Remember, whether you're embarking on your first build or refining your craft, the key is to start where you are. Use what you have and do what you can. Don't forget to check out Recreator Blanks for top-notch AK components and tools and keeping the conversation going by reaching out to us with your thoughts and questions or ideas for future episodes. If you're watching on YouTube, click that video right there. That video is about how to install the RS series onto your AR-15. For everybody else, there's a link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. All right. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Sure, guys. This is Matt Durden, uh, president of Recreator Blanks. I'm a tool and die maker, CNC programmer. I program at a level 10 level. Uh, I know everything about AKs, and we make some really fine parts over here at Recreator Blanks. Well, it's funny because if people only knew the conversation that we had for, wow, like, 20 minutes before we actually started recording. Um, it, Matt really knows his stuff there. And it was great catching up with you at SHOT. It's actually the first time we had ever talked was right there at the booth at SHOT. And it, we had a really great conversation. I'm really thankful that you could come on so we could talk about AKs and building AKs. Because for me, I, I like to say, you know, and, and me being the person who has never built an AK, um, it, the difference between building an AK and an AR is kind of like the difference of building like a Palmer 80 and a 1911, right? You, uh, as, you assemble a Glock, you build a 1911. You assemble an AR, you build an AK. And that's kind of what I like to tell people. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fantastic analogy. I, I do like that comparison of the 1911 to the Palmer 80. Uh and that's one of the things, I, and also thanks for coming to see us at SHOT Show. That's what I like about SHOT Show is actually just meeting with people and chit-chatting. And, uh, you know, thanks for having us on. So, yeah, appreciate it. Um, yeah, as far as building an AK, it's a, it's a journey. Your first <laughs> AK build is going to be a journey. There's, there's things that are going to go wrong. You're going to mess up. And sometimes you're not going to care, and other times you're going to go back and rebuild the whole thing. So it just depends on. Well, well, if you mess up in an AK, if you put a scratch on it or anything, it, it's not going to matter. It's just battle worn, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> depends on the kit. It depends on the kit. You don't want to start on a original barrel um, kit that you've had for 20 years that means something to you. You want to start out on you know some kit that's maybe just cobble together parts that you don't mind making mistakes on. Um, well, it's funny. Cause like, uh, I love how you're going with that. Cause like the, the first 1911 I ever built was an 80% 1911 and it was a Sarko kit, right? I mean, it was like the 
cheapest, crappiest kits out there, but it didn't matter because I learned, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that you can always upgrade the components later. Yeah, yeah. Um, on an AK, how much can you really upgrade? That That's a, another question. Yeah. There's, there's certain things where you got to kind of build it in ahead of time. Otherwise, right. it's kind of just tear it all back down. Um, yeah, because AKs are riveted together. They're not like screwed together. They're not pinned together. Yeah. You're you're squishing rivets on these things. Yep. Press press fit, pinned rivets. Uh, you got to know what you want and where it's going. And <laughs> that's that's gonna be the end of it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Let me just put this out here. Yeah. On days when I pick up the phone, more people uh, start calling me. <laughs> I I can I can pause the recording, which is really cool with StreamYard. Oh, and then okay. when I edit, what I do is is I look for the audio drop offs because you'll just see the audio audio and it drops right off and it comes right back up. And I'm like, yeah, edit point. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, right. uh, now now that you're uh, you're on the support call, which is funny, is when you email uh, support, it's coming to you. Yeah. Um, that that's uh, kind of potentially, the potentially. I do have I do have other office help, but customer service, unfortunately, is one of the things our company does the worst. It's not that we don't care about customer service; it's just that we just it's just not a priority for us. So, <laughs> well, watch it. it's hard because you have to balance that thing out of: do we create product or do we answer questions? Because if we answer too many questions, we can't create product. If we create too much, yeah, yeah, you you have that balance. It's such a delicate right. balance to do. I mean, yeah. that's like entrepreneurship one hundred and one right there. Yeah. Well, in a perfect well, well, when we're super busy and we do have office help, it, it goes better. But when we're when we're medium busy and we're more focused on outside, because it's it's hard to just manage a person in the office because yeah. they're just going to be running out asking somebody else the questions anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What weld pattern do I need on? You know, how do you train that? That's that's a it, tough one. Well, and that's the hard thing because you need a builder to answer those questions. And that's that's one of the things where, like, you know, I get questions on my 1911 videos all the time. Like, this doesn't work. I'm like, well, okay, that could be like three things. Mm. It's a little hard to troubleshoot over a chat on, you know, on, on my video here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it that's the hard, that's the hard part about it because – like that's probably one thing that has kept me from doing a case because, you know, I sit there and I go, I start reading about things like what's the difference between a Polish and a Romanian and, you know, and, you know, it, it does that even matter. Is there a different, I don't want to say footprint, but, you know, a different bolt pattern or, you know, okay, great. Then, well, can I, do I have to decide on if it's going to be a side folder now or an under folder or a fixed stock? And then you start rattling through all these questions and you kind of go through like analysis paralysis at that point. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, and I'll never ever tell anybody they're wrong because there's so many different pictures of AKs out there and, and different details where guys will, will, will totally geek out about it. And I get it. I get it. So I'll never tell anybody, well, this detail has to be like this. And this is why we build it like that. Because they might have found a picture somewhere where it's actually different from that. Yeah. Never, and I'll never like 
it has to be. I'll be like, can you show me the picture or can we can we go through it? And this is the options we have um, because I want them to build the, pro the project that's going to make them the happiest. I don't want them to build just because somebody said so. I want them to build based on the, their research and what's going to make them satisfied. And people will wait. They will wait long amounts of time. I, I get every year. Year, years, decades. <laughs> Still haven't done it. <laughs> decades. Yeah, uh, I've had this kit since whenever I've been saving it, or I get somebody handed it down, or whatever. But it means something to them. And um, I'm like, are you sure this is the first one you want to start on? You know. But <laughs> nowadays, a lot of people are sending them to builders, so they're already in good hands, right? But right. they do. They do have to get the receiver sorted out and whatever peripheral parts, right? So, so. Is there, I, I know how we just talked about what you, you know, build what you want, mm. but for somebody who's just starting this, like, I don't really know what I want. Is there an easier like combination to build than others? There's no, there's nothing easy with AKs other than maybe those builders kits, which are just a built AK minus the furniture and the trigger group. Right. That That's, a, that's the only way to get it easy. And unfortunately, there's nothing that's just easy. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get a press. You're gonna have to uh, drill probably through a round barrel that you don't want to drill through with a drill bit, and it's gonna walk. You know, I mean, there's just some ugly things about it that you're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> well, it's funny. See, you think about this. All right, so we go back to the origins of the AK. Um, you know, Russians are the epitome of just, you know, simplification, but yet they came out the, the way the gun operates is pretty simple, but to build it is, I mean, it, it's kind of like when you design a gun, it's where do you want the simple part to be? Do you want the simple part here? Or the simple part there, you know, do I want the simple part in its function or the simple part in its build? And they went with the function, but then the build is obviously a skill that you got to develop. Yeah, to, to rebuild them is definitely harder than to build them from scratch. Um, when we build like a rifle from scratch, it's easily 20 times faster than rebuilding a kit because they start out, their methodology in manufacturing is we're going to start out with a bunch of different classes of fit and we're going to give you some general <laughs> ideas of what we want the thing to look like when it's done. But you're going to go and fit all this stuff. And then it may have also been repaired and things changed. So yeah. rebuilding a kit is uh, a time-consuming process. But with, you know, American tooling and brand new parts, you can slam out AKs extremely quick that are totally repeatable. I mean, we can, we can build them. Fit. I think we can build them in America a lot quicker than they can build them over in Russia for sure. Well, it's funny because, I mean, if you think about it, we, I mean, you know, both of us have the same mentality. We want people to build guns. We want you to explore a new hobby, build skills, because um, building a gun, whether it's an AK, a 1911, P3, whatever you're building, you're going to learn skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, some guns you're going to learn more skills than others on, but you're going to build skills. And that's the greatest thing about this is that we were talking earlier, we're kind of, you know, I feel like we're losing some of these skills and it's great that when we get people building them, we're starting to build those skills back into people. 
you know, hey, look, this is not an, there's a reason, uh, there's a reason why um, I built, I built a 1911 before I ever bought one. Um, so, you know, I jumped right into the deep end onto that thing, but it, it's, it built so many skills into me. And that's what I love about AKs. We're now bringing, we have these skills here in the U.S. We just don't use them. Mm. And we have modern machinery. We have modern tooling. We're not thinking, you know, the old way of doing this stuff, which is why I love seeing AKs being built here. Um, besides ITAR and you know, all the other import regulations and stuff like that, I want to see them built here because then we can we can take. I mean, I don't want to say Russia is a second or third world country, but the technology they're using is kind of archaic. So then now we're taking modern machinery that we have here and we're putting them together, and that's what you're talking about. Is you know now we have. You know, we we have drill. You know, these new drill bits, new drill presses that we can work with. Hey, Jason, let me just go get that phone and throw that in, yeah in the woods. Sorry about that. I tried Good. to mute it. First, or answer the phone. It's uh, it's bad. They, they must like talk somewhere and be like, "Hey, he's answering the phone." <laughs> there's an AK, there's an AK board somewhere that goes, "Hey, I just got an answer from Matt. Go yeah. now." Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that's I'm sure that's what's going on. And I don't like to be I look, if I could just sit in the office and just answer the phone, that's a cake job. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about building this, and it's it's great is that we now have you know a gun that we're kind of modernizing the manufacturing process of it right here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. They fit I, I better. Know. They're they were we we, I think we, ex as a consumer, we expect more quality out of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you should have, uh, no gun should be, no country should have better, any gun ever than America. We should, we should absolutely, we have the biggest customer base in the world for firearms. We should absolutely have the best firearms, period. There should be no country that ever competes with us. But to, to worldwide, the AK is used huge numbers this is and this is what i think we should really modernize on this Let's is kind of your perfect crossover for ar-15 guys and ak guys you know you've got so much usability by just having a rail system yep and now you've got you know nothing really holds you back that's what i love about my my ars is i can just throw anything I want on it. I mean, that's the funny thing with an AR. We can put so much on an AR that the AR almost becomes unusable because we got all these attachment points. I mean, I swear there's probably somebody out there trying to figure out how to attach a cappuccino machine to one of the damn things. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. You know, Battlefield cappuccino, I guess, you know, hey, uh, just yeah. use the, the batteries off your flashlight to cook it up. Yeah. But, and that's the thing is like, you know, I look at my, my first AK, which I did a whole video on like the, the, the gun that made me hate AKs. Uh, I told you about this offline. It was my Mahdi. Mm. Um, I bought back in the nineties, a canted barrel, um, the quality of that thing was not great, which jaded me against the AK. Right. I mean, I've already liked the AR, but I was that guy in boards that everyone hated because I liked my SKS better than my AK. And I was like, that's like sacrilegion right there, right? <laughs> um, but 
But if you owned if you owned my SKS and my AK, you would understand where I came up with that. But man, I got slaughtered on boards over that. But then we go forward. You know, my second AK was a Palmetto GF3, mm. and that was like light years ahead of my Mahdi. And I'm like, well, shit. This is the a- this is what I expected an AK to be. And you know, now with Magpul putting furniture out, where we have you know. M lock. I mean, this the AK is really becoming a modern. You know, it's coming into the modern age now. Yeah, you know, and we learned a lot. Uh, we only start recently started selling firearms within maybe the last year and a half. Uh, we always just were a parts company, mm-hmm. so we found out that a lot of these uh, the things that you get beat up on, right, are the accuracy yep. and fitment of different things. The American customer wants a totally jiggle-free firearm. AKs yeah. are not generally jiggle-free. I mean, they they are actually built to, you know, there's going to be loose gas tubes and, and different things that are, some things are too tight sometimes and other things are too loose. And then, and also the accuracy is a, is a big deal. And, and often it's kind of shooter dependent because you're like, like, you'll get complaints from time to time and you're like, well, all right, well, let's take a look at it. And we take a look and we're like, there's nothing wrong with this gun. We're, we're, yeah. we're, pinging, we're pinging steel at 200 yards with the irons all day. What's the problem? Like, oh no, I have to cant it out more. And also the canting, the canting is, it's a normal thing on AKs. It's, you will have to cant it. You could let, line that thing up perfect with a laser and you may it, how it comes out of the barrel it's just gonna have you're just gonna have to tilt that to well side. that's the thing is like even with my Mahdi, you know after i got used to my gf3 i got interested you know i, I started getting more interested in my Mahdi, and <clears throat> yeah i pushed that front sight all the way over mm-hmm. to deal with that can't it's it's still it's still pretty damn accurate um it it, it goes bang it just for me, it's just it, it's just an irritant, right? Mm. <laughs> just it's like oh, that front sight is, but it, it works. I mean, that was like uh, I know I just I just made the 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 thing where was, you know the the AR fifteen is to the Glock is the you know nineteen eleven is the AK building wise, but when you talk about reliability, it kind of reverses at that point. Mm. You know, the Glock has not a lot of parts, and I mean uh, I used to have one here. Um, couple hours ago i did um glocks are not necessarily the tightest gun out there right i mean they have the the um they have unsupported chambers and their feed reliably and stuff like that they're designed to go bang Mm. ak is the same thing they're they're not the most you know highly machined pieces of of you know firearms but they'll go bang every time i mean how many times did we hear um you know, people going over to Afghanistan and, and Iraq where clean, the, the process of cleaning an AK was taking boot laces, putting in a motor oil and running it through the barrel. It's good enough. It yeah. worked. I mean, and I don't even clean my AKs. I got thousands of rounds through <laughs> some AKs. I don't clean them. I don't. Did you, did you I'll go to, and I'll go to classes and stuff and I'll hang out and then you know, mostly everybody has ARs because AR is the thing, right? But yep. 
And then they'll be like, hey, do you want to stay for the, the cleaning class after? Oh, no, you AK guys, you, you guys can get out of here. <laughs> we ain't staying for no cleaning class. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I used to be so anal about cleaning an AK. Like, if there was any little bit of carbon on that on that piston, man, I'm like scrubbing it. Scrubbing. I don't care anymore. It's yeah. it's going to run. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, yeah, I... it, it's good enough. You know, it goes back to the thing. It, it, that, that's good enough. It'll run. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the thing that people don't need perfect pinpoint accuracy as much as they need it to work when they need it to work. Yeah. And AK is very accurate. It is very accurate. Maybe not as accurate as AR-15, but it's pretty darn accurate. Well, I mean, you have you have a gun that was designed for a specific purpose. I mean, the AK was designed by a tank commander from World War II. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy's just the guy's loading shells into a tank. I mean, <laughs> tank tanks in World War II were not that accurate. I mean, they were accurate enough, but they weren't like you know they weren't like you know the modern M1 Abrams. Um, you know, we come out of that, and it's just it does it for me. It's like the perfect platform for what it was designed for. So, and look, I got people that will tell me that's not really how it happened. He was, you know, and I actually, I just watched the most boring movie ever that Netflix made on Mikolaj Lishnikov. It was so bad. It was so boring. Uh, the acting was really, it, it was just terrible. But whether it really was that beautiful piece of propaganda on, you know, the guy's recovering in the hospital and he's going to come yeah. up with this thing. Or if they had help from the Germans and or whatever, right? It, there's a lot that's going on. With this. Somehow it's just the perfect rifle to me. To me, it's just kind of the perfect rifle. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's uh, you know when I, I I compete in pistols. For me, I need I, I'm a, what I what I like to call a practical, not a practical. Well, I am a practical shooter, but uh, for my gun, I'm a very practical person. Like. I can appreciate the tight tolerances of a Kimber. Mm. It's beautiful. I love the tight tolerances of it. But how many, you know, USPSA matches that I go through and I'm watching the Kimber guys get about a third to halfway through and they're cleaning their guns mm. um, because they're, because they're starting to jam up because of those tight tolerances. For me, you know, I originally started shooting with Glocks and like, I just don't worry about that. I mean, I originally started off shooting GSSF. I mean, that's how I got into it. Is I was 21. I bought a Glock. Inside the Tupperware was this thing about GSSF. I'm like, what's that? Started shooting it. Um, at the matches, they have armors there. And I started having problems. You know, I was shooting for a year or two. Started having problems with my Glock. And I took it to the armor. And and um, he's looking at it. I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, it's, it's, it's jamming, which is not a Glock thing. And he goes... He, he, he takes my gun apart. He looks at it. He goes, you're overcleaning your gun. I'm like, what do you mean I'm overcleaning my gun? He goes, you're overcleaning your gun. Mm. He goes, you got your cleaning kit here? I'm like, yeah, it's out in the car. He goes, bring it. I goes, I'm going to show you how to clean your gun with whatever you got. And it was amazing how simple it was, right? Oh. Um, and that's where I like, you know, so that's where I really learned about, you know, the practicality. I want something to go bang every time. Um, that's why you won't, Hey, if someone gives me a Kimber, thanks. This is a great gun. It's going to be a safe queen. <laughs> it's not going to be what I'm going to carry on my hip. Um, 
you know, I mean, how many times have we heard of people going out into the desert in Iraq and Afghanistan, open up an AK, throw a handful of sand in it, chamber around and the thing goes off. I don't think I could pull that off with one of my ARs. (laughs) No. (laughs) You can't even take a a new AR to the range without pouring a ton of oil on it and have it not jam. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. AR is a great design. It's an amazing design. It is. Uh, it's it's got its. We're not gonna we're not gonna lie. Stoner came out with a great design with it. It has problems, mm. but you know, through you know, we, we we keep changing the platform, and then now we have gas pistons and stuff like that to try to come overcome some of those things. Yeah. The thing is, is that the basic design of an AK really hasn't changed. Mm. And it's still as, as reliable as it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, going back to building. Um, so we have blanks, right? So I mean you recreate our blanks. So is there a difference with the with your blanks between a Yugoslavian or anything, or are they just really the same blank? Well, Yugoslavian, uh, Yugoslavian in general, they're a heavier receiver. Uh, so okay. there's a lot of differences on that that particular variation. There, there's a lot of detail differences between the AKM, the thinner, the thinner ones. Um, mm-hmm. But they're pretty much aesthetic between Russian, Polish, Hungary. Uh, the Romanian. I mean, they're they're mostly just aesthetic differences. Okay. Um, we kind of build the receiver blanks to be. Right where you want them for for most parts kits. There's there's not a lot of changing you need to do with it. Uh, okay. When yeah, you know, when we started out, the the receiver blanks were the approval we had. We didn't deviate from it at all. You know, so we the first receiver blank um, approval was like this. It didn't have rails. It didn't have anything going on. So they were all just kind of same. But that was years ago. Since then, we've got another. We had gotten other approvals, and we were able to do all kinds of stuff. Add the rails, add the center support. You know, I think, I think we didn't even have uh, trigger art holds on the the original receiver blanks. That there was the magwell cut out, the trigger pocket, and the pistol grip hole on the bottom. That was it. There was no no magazine, um, no mag catch holes or anything. So. So basically, so it's it's really kind of easier now than it used to be to build these things. Yeah, yeah. So it's really just kind of picking a style, you know, right? right? Whatever you want the aesthetics to be mm-hmm. and then going to town on it. Um, yeah, yes or no? <laughs> I would say I would say it's probably easier to make it into a to to do a good job on turning it into a, a finished receiver than it is to actually build an AK. Okay. To actually build an AK is a lot harder than um, finishing the work to turn it into a, a com- what's considered a completed receiver. You know? Okay. You, you could probably teach somebody to, to finish an 80% a lot quicker than you could teach somebody to actually build an AK with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with uh, with doing this, if we're going to build, let's just say I'm going to I'm going to start an eighty percent project, which I'm 
really kind of just picking your brain because I'm going to eventually I'm going to do this one day. Um, so when we, we start looking at our stock options, we have under folders, side folders and fixed stock. Mm. Now, is that rear? Uh, I, I'm going to screw up the terminology. That's the rear trunnion, trunnion right? Yeah. yeah. So is that a different rear trunnion for each one of those stocks? Yeah, typically. Uh, fixed stock is the easiest. You'll just have two holes to add to, to put a fixed stock trunnion in there. Okay. I would say my fav my personal favorite is to build it with a side folder rear trunnion. And okay. then put a brace on it because you can now, right? You can use you can have a brace now. Or if you if you're building a rifle length, you're already ready to go. You can put a nice side folder on there. There's a lot of new attachment options for uh, fixed stock rear trunnions, um, but they kind of look butt ugly. If you already have a receiver that is a side folder receiver, uh, that's kind of a win because those cuts are super hard to make. You could you could really turn any fixed stock receiver into a side folder, but it's a it's they're tough cuts to make on sheet steel and make them nice. Yeah. Okay, so. So when you're going to build an AK, you really you want to kind of build it from the back forward then, right? Go figure out what your stock option you're going to go with and then go with the appropriate receiver from there, right? Yeah. I mean, well, definitely. Yeah, you can start from the back, but you want to have the whole picture in mind. Okay. Oh, my God. How is my phone even ringing? I'm sorry, Jason. I That's okay. How is that even ringing? Give me a second. I'm a wanted <laughs> man. That happens when you're good at what you do. Hey, as long as we're not here, like pounding at the door and get on the ground coming through, it's all good, right? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> See, what it is is they, they know that we're recording talking about, you know, you know, <laughs> YouTube's so, outside. They're like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 stop, stop them from talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> Bill Gates is here to buy them out. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, we were talking about the stock. So, you know, really, you you really do want to, you know, like you were saying, have the whole picture. Um, but in that picture is you really want to make sure you got your stock option set when you yeah. buy that receiver. If yeah. you're kind of between two options, really kind of just choose one and go with it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So from there, I mean, really, is there much of a difference? in the rest of building an AK? Well, there's there's definitely different schools of thought. Um, what, what I like to do when I'm building a new gun is I'll populate the entire barrel first, right? So I'll put the rear sight block on, I'll put the, the lower handguard, the gas block, the front sight. I'll populate all that stuff, make it perfectly straight ahead of putting it into the, the populated receiver which has the trunnions riveted in place. Now that's not probably your best option when you're dealing with a, uh, a kit rebuild okay. where you might have to make different, where the top cover might be shorter, where you might have to push, push the rear sight block back a little bit further to make that top cover fit. I mean, there, there's just a lot of different ways that the, the original gun might've been different. Right. So, so, so in all, don't buy a kit, buy all your parts and put it together as a new, as a new gun. 
Because not no, 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 no. you're going to learn more on the parts kit build, and it's also going to be you're never going to get that parts kit again, kind of thing. Whereas the American stuff, the American stuff is going to take over, absolutely. Okay. And then people are going to wonder why they struggled so much with with their import stuff. I mean, it, I used to be crazy for the import stuff. I, I I'm not crazy for it. I have certain ones that I'm like, uh, I'm just going to keep this one forever, kind of thing. But like. The new stuff is just better, and it's just easier to work with. So I get it, but so it's funny because as you're talking, the, like the the inner gunsmith in me is just sitting there, it's just screaming, "Thank God you never had an AK come across your bench." <laughs> <laughs> no, you learned to love it. You learned to love it, but you got to have the right tools. Yeah. Which, which is a good, so talk a little bit about these tools. Cause I mean, these, yeah, you know, we were already talked about pressing and rivets. If mm -hmm. we're talking about a, and we talked offline that this is like an ever, a never ending list that just keeps changing. Oh yeah. Right now, <laughs> if I was, if I was looking at building an AK, I mean, what, what type of tools am I looking for? So just for like a, a home gunsmith build where you're just doing it for yourself kind of thing. You're going to need a good drill press. Okay. And that, that doesn't mean a, a new drill press. It probably means an old American-made drill press that doesn't have a lot of spindle run out. Or better yet, if you're you know a heavy-duty hobbyist and you can get a bridge port or some yeah. sort of mill, something on that level, that's going to help you a lot. Because um, that's It's funny because uh, what we'd like to say is mills make excellent drill presses. Drill presses make really crappy mills. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They got no, they got no mass behind them. There's no. So, um, I mean, the the mill's going to help you in a ton of ways. You're going to be, it's going to be heavy. You're going to be able to put end mill, little end mills in there, or medium sized end mills. You're going to be drilling holes with them, where a drill bit's just going to walk on you. Even mm -hmm. in, a, in a drill press, it's going to walk on you too. Things going to be shaking yep. all over the place. I don't like drill presses at all. Um, you know, it's funny. I have a, I have a drill press and you know, if I knew now when I knew back then, when I got that drill press, mm -hmm. it would have been a mill. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been mill. Yeah. But you you don't have to have to have a mill to work on an AK, but you do got to have a, a good drill press. I mean, I've seen guys do stuff with a hand drill, you know, a DeWalt hand drill. God. Real yeah, but yeah, that's, that's you can get it done, but is it gonna be really good? Well, you know, it's funny. So, like for me, uh, you know, I teach the P320 build classes, and people ask me, like, okay, can I do this? What can I drill this nine millimeter hole with it with you know my hand drill? I'm like, no, <laughs> just, just don't do it, just don't yeah. do it. That's probably um, the better answer. Yeah, just 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 go get a drill press. Um, you, could you? Probably. Could you? Not really. Yeah. So uh, what Recreator's done kind of recently is we've kind of just taken a lot of these tool designs that we've had and we've made them uh, scalable so that and affordable so that you can get them and you can rivet and you can press different things and it's going to help you a lot. Um, but I think one of the and I don't know how to solve this other than tell people get a, a really good quality drill press is when you're going back to match these parts on the, on the barrel, 
you're just uh, they're they're gonna have to be oversized. They're, you're just gonna have to oversize them. The the drill bit's gonna walk, and that's that's kind of why I'm like a proponent more of the brand new parts. Is you're not trying to match an old hole that you're never gonna match anyway. On brand right. new parts, you drill the hole the first time, it's done. And that's it. It's gonna be right. But when you're trying to match the old stuff, it just doesn't work. When you're going around a round surface of a barrel, it's just not happening. So I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring your website up real quick because um, as you were talking, uh, you you were talking about tools and you have lots of tools out here on your web page. And for everybody watching or listening, uh, there'll be a link down below in the description to get to Recreator Blanks. Hopefully that doesn't piss off the YouTube gods. <laughs> um, but anyways, so you have the tools right here. Um, but I'm trying to think of the tool that you had it shot. Uh, the probably for the side folder. That was I think it cool. was. Because so, you know I had yeah, this thing. Yeah, there. this is what was there. Mm -hmm. And when I picked this thing up, I swear, yeah, you know, it, it. You always have that thing of you pick something up and you've expected it to be a certain weight. And that wasn't what I was expecting it to be. That that's like a no BS. You could you could pick somebody up and kill somebody with that tool. Um, <laughs> I mean, that thing's heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is just a what it has to be. I mean, AK building tools need to be tough. I mean, there there's just no way around it. If you got to reach down all the way to that bottom rivet on a side folder, it's got to be a significant piece of metal. Yep. To support that. To squash a rivet that size, you need five tons of force. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a little beyond just the cheater bar at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hydraulic press is no problem. Yeah. I, you know, get get a 20 ton press when you go start doing your AK building, you'll be fine. You you do and you'll use all of a 20 ton press on the on the four mag catch rivets doing them at the same time. So you're going to use all of that 20 tons of force to squish four rivets at the same time. That's basically the max that press can do. So, so 20 pound press is our minimum at that point. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I wouldn't get okay. less than 20 ton. Cool. So we have these tools that you guys have created, which, you know, you have out here. Oh, there's a, I'm not even showing it and I'm flipping around on the wrong page. Uh, it's the second Monday of the week. Um, let me go back out here to, um, uh, we'll come back where, here it is. Okay. Building tools. So we have, uh, your barrel tools. So now for anybody out there that doesn't know the difference between a 74 and a 47, 47 is a seven, six, two. And the 74 is the 5.45, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's a difference of a of a 30 caliber and 22 caliber bullet. Mm -hmm. um, so you definitely want to make sure you don't mix that up when you're ordering your parts. Um, yeah, you have your, your installation tools, your front trunnion support tool. I mean, these are these are things that you guys have come up and and said, hey, there's a problem. This is a tool to fix it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, so initially we were like, like, why would we even sell these tools, right? Like, why would we do it? 
if you could just have all these tools and build an AK building company, why even sell them? But our whole thing's always been, let's get more people building. Let's get it back to the old days. I think I think we can get back there at some point. I hope we can anyway. You know, yeah, I you do know. too. I do too. Because I mean, you know, it, it's so funny for everybody in the in the audience is either listening or watching this going, I don't know about building an AK because this sounds really tough. That's the exact reason why you'd want to build it. I mean, that's why I jumped into 1911s first. I, I'm going to go, I, I watched, you know, I read so many posts and talk about and people talking about this stuff, watching videos. People are like this is this is hard. I'm like, that's why you do it, because yeah. you know, for me, going from you know, I went from a 1911 to a Polymer 80 to a P320. I got that P320. I'm like, this, this is nothing. I got this. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, the challenge. Put it to the challenge. When you build your own gun, trust me, you get a lot of sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, I was telling Matt offline earlier, and and the audience probably knows this. I do cybersecurity for a day job. I don't build things with my hands. I build things with my head. And, you know, with technology changing so fast, three or four years, whatever I built is gone. But I still have a 1911 that I built, you know, my first 1911 that I built. I have all these things that I have pride in that. Um, so the, building things is it's a huge sense of accomplishment. And it's something um, I think people are lacking now. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. they're, they're just going through their life. I mean, for me working on guns, I mean, there, there's there's two places there, I say in, in firearms, I have two places that are my happy places right behind me you know, on my bench and on the firing line. When I'm at those two places doing work, the rest of the world disappears to me. It's it's my time to just be in the moment. And I. It's hard to explain that to people, but that's what you get when you're building a firearm. I mean, yeah, not only that. I mean, guys have certain hobbies, right? Like you might be in – and they'll, they'll change, right? I might be into working on my car one week or, or – usually it doesn't last a week. Usually I'll, I'll get into some hobby and it'll stick with me for a few months and I'll dump a ton of money into this truck project or that, whatever, boat, who knows, right? The gun – is the same way. It's a hobby where you always have a home in it. Once you once you've built an AK, and it's a really good project. It's it's a one gun building project where you really get to do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It would be different if it was just dremel this out and it's done. It, it wouldn't be the same. It would. Who would care? It'd be nothing to brag about, right? Uh, but yeah, so. to actually build the thing is a significant accomplishment, and you and you get to do real gunsmithing work. I have gunsmiths that come in and they tell me, "Shit, I don't, I have no use for, I, I have no interest in doing this gun or that gun." But the AK, shit, everybody in my class wanted to do an AK because we got to we got to use the mill, we got to use, yeah. we had to build this tool, we had to figure this out. So it's a it's yeah. a good project. It's funny. I like what you're talking about with cars. Um, I won't mention the name online because they don't like being associated with 80% content. Um, but there was there there's a tool company that I talked to at Shot. Um, and I've talked to them before Shot and stuff like that. And you know, I know I know these people over there. And 
you know, I, I asked them one time about, you know, how they come up with designs. You know, there's some things for gunsmithing tools that they've come up with. I'm like, you guys really thought outside the box with this. How did you come up with this design? And they go, oh, yeah, it's the, the, the tool designers also work on cars. <laughs> and, and it was the automotive side coming back into the gunsmithing side. Mm. It's still it's still machinery. Uh, you know, yeah. firearms still a piece of machinery. And um, I'm like, that's that's amazing thinking about that. Hey, we have another industry that's feeding into this. I mean, if, even if we go back to you know World War II, one of the greatest one of the greatest things about this country was is we could turn on a dime and start cranking out guns and tanks and aircraft and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, if we go back to, you know, the M1 Grand, M1 Carbine, all those rifles, Springfield, IBM, you know, Smith Corona, <laughs> you start hearing, you start hearing these other companies cranking out guns because we had the manufacturing capability and we, a lot of this stuff was not guns. I mean, you have GM making guns. So you have the automotive industry. It's, yeah. it's great to see these other industries feeding into the firearms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we made huge mistakes sending all this work to China. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, and now with electric cars, the car industry is going to be hurt even worse. Uh, well, our yeah, gun still going, but we're going to friggin' need it. <laughs> uh, there's, there, there's some, um, I, I can tell you there's some pretty pissed off Montanans up here in Montana that, about their um, about their Teslas not working when we hit a week of negative, our highs were in the negative still. Mm, yeah. Just, just saying. Yeah. My, my internal combustion engine was still going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, yeah. only, my only complaint was it's not that I couldn't go anywhere. It's just too, it took too damn long for the heat to kick in. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad to see the combustion engine go. I, I'm not letting it go without a fight. I'm I'm gonna drive mine until I can't no more. I told my wife that the next the next car I'm gonna buy is probably gonna be a 1970s Dodge. <laughs> you know, yeah, no microchip, no nothing, and mm -hmm. or you know, <clears throat> probably even better is like a 1970s Chevy. Well, like a 305 or 350 in it because there's just parts everywhere for those engines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I'm gonna internal combustion engine's gonna, gonna hold on to that as long as I can. Probably yeah. about as long as I'm gonna hold on to an AK that I built. Mm. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's um, it, it's really cool. And and guys, everybody out there listening to this, I I really. I'm, I'm not kidding, man. I've been thinking about building AKs for a long time. Um, eventually, I'm going to build one. The, the advantage I have is that I, I now know a lot of people that are, are building them. Um, we'll, give a, we'll give a shout out to one of my Freedom Crew University guys is uh, Babyface P, which Matt obviously knows. Um, uh, I told Babyface P that you were going to be on, you know, we we're going to be recording today. He's like, that's going to be cool. That's going to be a good episode. <laughs> Um, that guy's got some knowledge locked up in his head that I totally, I mean, if I could do like the, 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 the matrix tap right into his head, mm. that'd be awesome. Yeah. He's, he's definitely clever. Good guy. So, I mean, we have, we have people out there that are building this stuff. It's great. You just, you just gotta be a little ingenious of where you're going to find the content. Um, 
so you know we have these people out there building this this is not i mean we have forums that we can go to to ask questions um and trust me being a gun builder we want other people into this thing don't be afraid to ask questions um you know i like to say there's 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 no stupid question, but there are a lot of inquisitive idiots out there. Um, <laughs> just just ask the question. It doesn't matter. You just say, hey, look, total noob here. Got this question. You might not get an answer. They might point you to another post because mm. everybody's asked the exact same que question 500 times before you. But you'll get the answer. So it's, it's you know, the gun building communities are very open and welcoming community. We, we want people to do, do to do building, which is why it was great running into Matt at shot, um, sitting there talking to him. You know, I had honestly, I had never held an AK building tool and I picked that thing up. Like I said, it, that thing's solid. Um, you guys are building solid gear to do this stuff. I mean, now hearing that 20, you know, 20 tons of press pressure is your minimum. Well, yeah, no, no wonder why you got to build this stuff so tight. This is not, you know, some little plastic jig that we can put on and do something with. Mm, yeah. Well, that that one we looked at. That don't put twenty tons on that. You won't. No. You won't break that tool. We've we've tried to break that tool, but uh, what I was referring to is the the, the trigger guards where you have four right. ribs yeah. squashed all at the same time. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, you then. The knowledge, it's not a secret anymore how to build an AK. And no. the questions, the answers to the questions that people have, have never been better. You know, whereas back in the day, you might have had a bunch of guess guess answers. Yeah, guess, guess <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, get on the, get on the files, get on the, the AK forum, ask or, or wherever, right? And you should have an answer. It's just not a secret anymore. So, but what's funny is, even though it's not a secret, less people are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think I hate to say this. Right. But I think the 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 the, the, you know, the polymer 80s kind of was the easy is the easy button in building. Right. It's it's cheap to get into. A lot of people are building it. It's the people like me that are a little, a little like, hey, this is great, but I want something new. You know, I, I yeah. want a challenge in this. So this is this is a challenging build. I mean, but if I think about it, the first time I barreled a rifle, that was a challenge to me until I had the right yeah. tools. You know, I have, you know, barreling an AR is a lot easier than barreling a Remington 700. Mm. But I can I can barrel a Remington 700. I can barrel an M1 Grand. I can, you know, once you get that initial knowledge you're just building on it right so get in there build your first ak and then i know i know once i build my first ak there's going to be a ton of them afterwards oh yeah then you've got no limits anything you want yeah so yeah i, I got new projects all the time so in the ak world <laughs> like and i'm you think i'd be sick of it sometimes you know i mean mechanics wives cars run like shit right because they work on the same thing all the time they just yeah. don't care anymore it's the shoemaker shoe story yeah. yeah yeah but like i don't know sometimes you have phases you have phases like sometimes you go through the motions other times you're like oh damn yeah that oh, i'm gonna do that one up so yeah no i, I get it it's um like 
I, I have phases of projects that I'm like, that would be cool. And then it's gone by the wayside and then mm. come back going, why did I not do this? And then two years later, I asked, why did I not do that? I still ask the same question. I got, I got to eventually do this. Um, and there's no better time than now to do it. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. There's, there's a build that I've been wanting to do <clears throat> for years. It's a, it's a, it's an 80% SIG 229. Mm. Totally want to do it. I have all the tools to do it, but yet I've yet to do it. <sighs> Don't know why. Um, the advantage is, is that the tools uh, to do it were, there are slight um, changes to tools I already have to do the 1911s. Okay. Um, when I bought my tools to do a 1911, I knew eventually I'm going to do, a, a, you know, either a SIG 220 or a 229. Uh, not 229, 226. Um, I knew that. So I bought the, you know, the shims and stuff for that tool. I still have yet to do it. And I got to do it. Um, because I know how to do, I know how to do six. Uh, I, I, the, the classic series six are not, they're not hard. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, do it. You know, don't, don't waste your time. Just, just get in and do it. You know, Matt, one question I had for you here as we're, as we start kind of wrapping up, what's like the one question you hear all the time on AK building, you know, like that one thing that people just is like confuses the hell out of them. I think a lot of people want to know which receiver to use um, and what, you know, how come, you know, what are the details that the, the receiver should have? And funny, my uh, first question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and you weren't the first one today. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the phone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had a few questions like that today. Um, and what Recreator kind of did was, and this was back a couple of years ago now, there, there was a few companies and there was a lot of different options. You could you could build a Chinese receiver with a Yugo rear trunnion and have this kind of notch and that, you know, make it a 74 if you want. Like, it just didn't even make sense to have so many options. So we finally just said, look, these are the kits that are out there. These are the, the kinds of receivers that you should be ordering. We'll still build you anything you want, but we made it easier on the website. If you can find a kit for it, generally we have a receiver blank for it that's already got all the correct details. So it was a little confusing in the beginning because people were like, well, what's the spot weld pattern? What's the What kind of notches do I... And like, I'm like, dude, it's already got everything that you should want for that. Yeah. But if, if you have some preference where you need something special... Show me the picture. We'll make it. We'll make it, and we'll make a new model, and then uh, I'll be right in the world again. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Matt, how did people get a hold of you? Well, you, obviously, we have the the Recreator Blanks website, which I'll have down below. Um, you also have a bunch of socials as well. Yeah, so uh, pretty active on Instagram, a little bit, not so much on Facebook, but there all as well. Um, we have a, a, a number you can text, which is kind of a, a pretty good solution because uh, that's just one that you can kind of look at at any time and get back to people. Yep. There's a there's a couple of different cell phone number. Uh, there's a cell phone number you can call, and then there's a, a landline, and then I think the support at recreatorblanks.com is also a good email for us. Awesome, awesome. So at the end here, I like to kind of loosen up because we talked about a lot of heavy stuff. We talk about a lot of heavy stuff in this podcast. And uh, I like to loosen up at the end with a speed round. So it's going to be four this or that questions. 
Mm. And then uh, a thinking question. Now I say speed round because sometimes the speed round adds, I don't know, like 20 minutes to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but we just start talking and then suddenly uh, the 20 minutes goes by. So I'm going to run you through the this or that questions. Mm. So AK-74 or AK-47? AK-47. Oh, you're going for the, going for the classic. Yeah. yeah, I like I like a big heavy round. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable to shoot for us soft Americans, but uh, <laughs> I, I like having a big hard. Yeah, heavy there's hit. <laughs> there's just some. Well, it's like the same thing for me with ARs. Is you know I I like the AR15, but I love my my 308s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Pistol or rifle? Kind of like rifles better. Okay. Yeah. So, let's see here. Pump action or break open action for shotguns? Pump action. Okay. Uh, let's see here. How about um, 1911 or a Glock? 1911. I kind of figured you would lean that way. Yeah. Um, so for your thinking question, I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory. And inside this armory has anything that has ever thrown a projectile. It could be anything from Dennis and Menace's slingshot to the deck gun off the uh, Missouri. Mm. And it's been cleared by every possible government agency in the world that you get to walk away with one thing. What are you taking out? Dishka. Oh, you didn't even think about that one. Yeah, no, because I've been thinking about that. That's my next project. <laughs> <right there. laughs> yeah, uh, that would be fun. Yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so so why the Dishka? What, what's what's your draw to that? I mean, they're, they're rare. Uh, they're... They're big. They're powerful. They, they're cool. They, I just, I just like the non-standard stuff. So, yeah, no, it's fine. It's, yeah, I, I love that. I'll, I'll tell you, that's the first time I've, I've heard of a Dishka coming through <laughs> that question. Um, now, I like the, I like the things because I have, I've had anybody come up with um, the, the Gal Eight, which is the Gatling gun on the front of the A10 Warthog. Mm. Um, somebody was somebody was driving off with an M1 Abrams because they like the main gun tank. So they figured they need, uh, I yeah, need that to was, that was M1 kind of Abrams. Maybe like a second in my in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so funny. I've had um, it, it, I think one of the one of the most interesting choices. Uh, I had Gabby Franco on last year. She chose the old time Gatling guns with the crank. <laughs> I'm like that is something I totally did not expect her to. Yeah, you know, usually you can kind of figure that. out. Like she pictured herself running that thing before she yeah. answered that question. <laughs> exactly. I, I think she just went. That would be really cool to have a Gatling yeah. gun. Um, no, it's cool. I I really I, I like the idea of the dish cup because, yeah, I, I I I'm kind of the same way. I want something just nobody else has, right? I mean, I mean, I, I could see myself just like putting in the back of my pickup, just shutting yep. that thing. You know, that's 
<laughs> bolt this thing down and go. Yeah. So, well, Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. I uh, really appreciate the time you spent with me at Shot. And again, today, uh, it's been great talking to you. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a great pleasure meeting you. Thank you for coming yeah. out. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. This, this, this has been excellent. I appreciate it. I, I got a feeling this is probably not going to be your only time on this show. I can see I can see we're going to get into something new is going to come out and be like, hey, Matt, you, you up for this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we plan to bring out a lot, uh, and let, and we'll we'll hook you up. We'll show you, we'll help you out with anything you need on this uh, AK builds you're about to do. Awesome. All right, Matt. Thanks a lot for your time. Thank you, Jason.